America's prisoners of the moment, bringing you the hottest takes on Mississippi State sports. Real fans, real reactions, real joy, and real disappointment with Lounge Dog. Y'all are depressing. Y'all are negative-ass fans. Jesse Young. I don't need any more toxicity in my life with people who think Ron Polk is not the best coach in Mississippi State history. And your host, Josh Watson. Uh, I'm going to quote the great Jackie Wayne Gerald on this one and just say, piss on them. This is Prisoners of the Moment. All right, everybody. It's that time again. Welcome into Prisoners of the Moment podcast. I'm Josh Watson, and I'm joined as always by Lounge Dog and Jesse Young. And we are excited to be back. How uh, how y'all doing, guys? Just doing Good. fantastic. Good. Second Monday in a row. Jeez, I know the feeling. It happens that way. So... We had our uh, official drawing a little while ago. I'm going to post that video up on Twitter. Uh, at Jared Wildman, I hope I'm not butchering your name, but when you come on here to uh, do the podcast with us, you'll get a chance to correct me if I do. And you can also tell Lounge what a dumbass he is. So, stuff to look <laughs> stuff to look forward to. My favorite pastime. But thank y'all for, for those of y'all that uh, liked and shared the last episode. We'll uh we'll probably try to do something like that again uh at some point in the season. So uh well let's get into it. Uh Lounge, I'm relying on you for this one. Transfer portal yeah. update. Dumpster from fire. I, well, yeah, I, from what I understand, I shit show. I'm not gonna say dumpster fire because I mean we did get some good pieces, but we didn't get what you really what planning on or what you're really hoping for. But you got some, I mean, you have some good pieces like kid from Miami, Purdue, uh, kid from Memphis who third baseman who I'm like, let's be honest. He's a lot better fielder than slate offer, which was, even though it wasn't saying much. Dude, I'm pretty sure at 33 years old, I could go in there and be a better fielder than slate offered was. <laughs> I love to say that actually. The bar's pretty low. Yeah, I mean, yeah, very low. Just as a former third baseman, Jesse, I will say the ball comes, it comes at you pretty fast. I don't know if I could beat his one twenty three batting average, but ooh, that'd be tough. Fielding, fielding, I think I, I might could manage it. You don't think you could hit the ball once every ten times you got up to bat? Not coming at me 95 miles an hour. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, is what it is. I, again, I think the big thing is was change of a pitching coach and changing someone that can actually make adjustments in a, a pitcher's mechanics. I still think that, you mean, like I said, we got some guys coming back that were injured all last year, Brooks and Stone. Pico. So, uh, I don't think so. Or at least a chunk of the year he won't be able to. Really? He's not going to be back at all? No, because he got hurt last year. Or this past yeah. year. Yeah, but I, I thought, I thought he was, was going to be ready. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was kind of – I hate to say too late in the season. Well, I mean – I mean, it wasn't too late. I mean, I think it may have been like it was early to mid part of the season. So it's he kind had, of a, he had surgery during the season. So hopefully just, we'll I mean, be able to see some, him at some point. Some of those, some you know, some of those things heal up faster than others. It's it it really just depends. I think on the the severity of the the damage. So we'll see, but. <sighs> Again, it's all going to have to come down to the development of Durangelo and Lofton because I think bullpen will be fine. You just got to work. Like, Nate's got to figure out a, a third pitch. And you just – I think the kid from Miami has a chance to be in one of the weekend starters because, I mean, he was – or the kid from Purdue was the Friday night guy up there. So, I mean – yeah, he, he, he should be a weekend guy from the get-go, should be. Yeah. So, I mean, 
the cover is not absolutely. I mean, really, the cover is not totally bare. No, but when you got LSU who's just loading up down there in your conference, man, it's gonna I, be tough. I I don't think I can't. I don't trust Yeski. Uh, so that's just my opinion. I mean, he, you don't trust you don't trust who Nate Yeski, the pitching coach now down there. He was at A and M. You see how he left A and M in a dumpster fire of pitching yeah. staff. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I'm kind of like you, Lounge. I don't. You didn't get the pieces you wanted. You got you got some some stuff, but I think the big thing that you're missing out from what I've heard is is you really missed out on a Friday night guy. <laughs> And all the all the rumors still about Montgomery. So I mean, that that was more of a luxury than a necessity. Yeah, Holman was Holman was the necessity. That's that's the one you wanted, and yeah. you just missed out on it. So, uh, I mean, there's there's there, I know the real real story about why he didn't, he Holman didn't get in school here, and I, I'm not really. Gonna share it on air uh, because this is the most idiotic and stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, we're gonna talk about it immediately after we stop recording. So, yeah, yeah, I gotta know now. So, <laughs> I'm sitting here dropping teases. Yeah. All right. Well, hell, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. And it, again, it's it's way too early to talk next season baseball. And with football, I mean, shit, we're like three weeks from football. Oh no, yeah, no, we're not getting into it. I don't, I don't even feel like touching on that. What I do want to talk about because I was driving to work this morning, and I was uh, listening to to Brian and Robbie on uh, Thunder and Lightning, and I started kind of getting, start getting a feeling. I started feeling kind of like like I felt just some of the conversations that are going on right now. We talked last time about the disrespect around the program and where we're picked to finish and who's picked where and what we've got returning. I'm starting to feel like 2014 again. I am, I'm starting to be, I'm starting to be Ooh. optimistic. Ooh. Josh, 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 Josh. So, I, I, Hey, I will be realistic also, but I'm also getting a little optimistic. So Bless your sweet soul. I have come up with a list for y'all of my super hot takes for the season. Oh, let's hear them. Some of these, and all not, not all of these are things that I believe are going to happen. Some of these are very likely. And some of these are probably fantasy world. Some of these are very hot takes, and some of these are yeah. Taco Bell mild sauce takes. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna okay. yeah now we're gonna rank them on the on the scale of uh, the. Uh, the I wish we had the wait. Buffalo Wild Wings uh, chart right now of all the sauces. So we could just what name was, it after that. What was the game last year where it was so god awful cold and we went back to your house? Was that the Alabama Georgia. game? Georgia. Georgia game. Okay, yep. so we're going to rank them on the scale of uh, the first game of the season, how hot it's going to be, hot takes, to the Georgia game last year. All right. Probably. So, on – Heat anyway, stroke to 40-mile-an-hour winds at 15-degree weather. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to say – we'll just say zero to ten, right? Zero being it is – it's very possible it could happen, and ten being – it is the hottest hot take ever. All right. Okay. All right. And I'm going to have you alternate doing these. So, Lounge will go with you first. No, wait. I'll take that back. We're going to go with Jesse first because, Lounge, I think I know what you're going to have to say on this one. All right. So, number one, State wins 10 games this season. Jesse? One's the hottest take and 10's the coldest take. Other, other way around. Other way around. All right. Seeing as how I'm going into this completely blind and I don't know what the other nine are, 
I'm going to say we're that. Not rank, we're not ranking them. They're individual, each one individually. Oh, okay. You're just okay. giving me you're just giving me a zero to ten on each one from from very likely to happen to super hot take. Nine. Nine super hot take on ten wins. Yeah. Lounge. What is that including the bowl game? No, not including the bowl game. Okay. All right. Regular season. Regular okay. season. Yeah. Nine. nine. That's sticking at nine. Okay. Lounge. Well, that's pretty accurate. I'm probably gonna go with nine. You even also, though he said ten games last say. last week. <laughs> I was gonna say. Wait, what? You picked us to win 10 games. Well, you know, things change. Literally (laughs) nothing has changed since two weeks ago. My mind, maybe. Uh, We have time to think about things. (laughs) Had time to reflect. Hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. so I'll, give I'll, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. So both of y'all are going more on the hot take end of that. One. Yes. Right. Fair yes, enough. For All sure. Right. All right. Number two. State beats Bama and LSU this year. Woo. In the same season. That's a ten. All right. As definitely that's definitely a ten because I won't believe us beating Alabama until I see it. And we haven't been close except one time since Saban, since 07. And when's the last time we beat them both in the 07. same year? Oh, that no, no, we didn't beat LSU in 07. Oh, 90, 98? 99? 98, something like that. Maybe. Maybe it's probably 99, probably 99. No, uh, no, because we lost to Alabama. 90. I think it was, it had to be 98, I think. Yeah. So, not this millennium. No, no. <laughs> So yeah, that's a that's a solid ten. Solid ten. All right. Will Rogers breaks the SEC passing record. See how far is he behind? Uh, I think it's like twenty seven hundred yards or something like that. I screwed up on last week's podcast. I did the math on it. I said twenty six yards per game. I don't know. I was hell, Ricky. I was high when I said that. I don't know. <laughs> I was, I'm gonna put that one at like a two. I'll give it a I'll give it a three. I mean he's not he's not that far off. Um like I said, I think it ended up being something like two thousand something yards. Uh so the leader is Aaron Murray with thirteen one sixty six. And Will Rogers has 10, 689. So 2,500 yards, we'll say. Yeah. And that's 200 yards a game. That's yeah. a little over 200 yards a game. Yeah. But without a bowl game. So, yeah. So, y'all feeling pretty confident about that one then? I mean, I, I, yep. I'm, yeah, I'm I think, with you. I think that very, very, very likely to happen. All right. All right. Next one. Will Rogers gets an invitation to New York to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. That's going to be a ten. I was about to say your, I about to say your takes are either not very takey or extreme, not very hot take or extremely hot. Take. I told you they're going to be like all this. over. I just want to see what y'all think. That's that's a ten, absolutely a ten. Just to be different, I'll say nine. <laughs> but not Man. by much. I thought I would get. I thought I would get a little bite out of y'all on that one. Man, well, you, your taste can't be so obvious, like think, one way or the other. Dak Prescott was number eight in voting that awesome year he had in 2014. Yeah, but Dak didn't I break mean, the the SEC again. Some of these are kind well, of. Well, it, it depends. It depends. What's the record going to be? They don't. They don't. Exactly. That's. Exactly what Lionel said. I don't think I can do it any lower than a 10 because I don't think they're going to beat LSU and Alabama. Therefore, they're not going to make the playoff. So, I mean. Well, and when I when I made this, I was working under the assumption that Lounge had picked us to win 10 games also. That's, that's fair. That's true. And, Jesse, you did pick us to beat Alabama. But not LSU. Yeah, but Lounge picked us to beat LSU. 
but neither one of us picked us to win both. That's true. That was the question. So. No? All right. All right. Tulu has three returning touchdowns, kickoff return touchdowns. Give y'all one that's, that's a little bit easier. That's a that's a, like a two. That's a two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five. He'll do it a couple times against if, like some no name to play team. the middle. <laughs> three three kickoff returns for touchdowns in a season is unheard of. Really, okay. I mean, that is spectacular. He's, he's, he's but he is one of the players that could do it. So. He's the college I mean, version of modern day Devin Hester. He, he he could do it, but that's tough, man. Especially in the SEC, that's tough. Three in a season. Well, I'm not even sure. I'm not. I wasn't saying he was going to get against SEC opponents. I was thinking it was like Southeast Louisiana and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> well, Western Michigan. Well, Western Michigan. So, I think a lot of people are going to avoid kicking the ball to him too. So that's the part of that that I'm that I'm thinking too is after after one or two, somebody's going to get smart. Yeah. So if they want to kick it out of bounds and give us great field position, go ahead. Maybe better off if, if their kicker. I don't know. As long as they have, if they have a kicker and then kick it the back of the end zone, on like on like we've had for years. Yeah. <laughs> That's and I hope on that same note, I hope that is our strategy on kickoffs this year. I hope we kick the ball into the student section every single game. Don't yeah. even don't even mess around with it. All right. We have state has a kick return and punt return for touchdown in the same game this season. So, I give I'll it a six. I'll, I'll I'll go eight. Okay, so more on the not 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 blazing hot, not as hot as it has been outside right now, but but you know warming up a little bit. Yeah. All right. I say six because it could it could happen against Cela or Arizona or Western Michigan. Some I mean that that could that could happen for sure. Okay. Oh. All right, last one I've got for you. Zach Arnett wins SEC Coach of the Year. Ooh. I'm gonna go. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me caveat this. Take into consideration the human factor of this. The yep. emotional, the emotional level of Mike Leach passing and Arnett taking over. I still think uh, the media is the media, nine to ten. I mean, like, the you have to have, like, nine wins, in my opinion, for him to get to SEC Coach of the Year to have a chance. Which you used to not. I mean, Kroom won in those seven, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean. Seven, well, seven wins. I mean, the SEC wasn't as SEC really wasn't as deep in 07. No, it wasn't. But it, now it's just you know whoever basically whoever wins the conference is going to get coach of the year. I mean, it's got to be some. I was I was going to say they just give to Kirby. <laughs> That's basically what they're going to do. Or Brian Kelly. You know, it's going to be Kirby or Brian Kelly or Nick Saban. You know, it's going to be one of those three. So it'll probably oh, yeah. it'll probably end up being Brian Kelly. If LSU has the kind of season everybody thinks they're going to, well, they've been having some trouble down in training camp. So, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overblown on that. Well, that's that's just training camp bullshit. So, well, so just something fun, you know, a couple of hot takes. We may, you know, that's just some stuff I thought up to kind of see. You know, some of that, some of that, I'm, and I agree with you, some of it, like, you know, Rodgers getting a Heisman invitation, the, you know, beating Bama and LSU in the same year. To me, those are, those are pretty, pretty hot takes. 
the- Dude, I think I think for Will Rogers to get a Heisman invitation, we would have to go eleven and one, make the playoff. Yeah, I mean that that there, that's it. But I mean, that's the bare minimum. Well, for a Mississippi the- State guy to do it, that's the bare minimum. That's the thing is, it's not about you know, it's it's less and less about individual performance now, and more about your who you play for record. Yeah, team yep. team record. Unless you play for USC. Oh yeah, well you know, that's that's a given. Let let somebody from Notre Dame actually show up again. Yeah, or they'll be drooling over them. All right. So, like I said, just a couple hot takes. So, the next thing I've got for y'all today, and this is kind of a, this is a little bit of a, like, fun, get-to-know-all-of-us type thing, uh, if the listeners didn't know us already. Um, We're going to talk about some of our Mississippi State favorites. And I am going to alternate with y'all on this. I'll have one of y'all answer than the other. So, Lounge, since I let Jesse go first with the last thing, I'll let you go first on this one. All righty. So, Lounge, favorite football player not named Dak Prescott? Oh, easy. Fred Smooth. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. The man talked shit and backed it up. 75% of the world's covered with water. The rest is covered by Fred Smoot. Exactly. So. Also, one of the first trash-talking websites, smootsmack.com. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm wondering, hang on. Since I'm sitting here at my, com- at my computer, I've just got to see just for just for my entertainment. Oh, it's not still up. I was gonna say, how crazy would it be if smootsmack.com was still like online? That's pretty that would be funny. All right, that would Jesse, be funny. Your favorite tough. football player, not named Rain Dakota Prescott. That's tough, man. Uh I gotta say, it, it's it's gonna be one of those guys from that 2010 team. I've always really, really loved that 2010 team, whether it be Chris White or Vic Ballard, or man, I don't know. There's KJ was on that team too, wasn't he? KJ yeah, was KJ, on that team. Yeah. Man, I I would yeah. probably KJ, honestly, probably KJ, because I mean he's he's kind of a shit talker too. Oh yeah. I don't know that it's gonna be it's gonna be somebody from that 2010 team. I've always that that team for some reason holds a special place in my heart. That's a good. That's I a guess because it had been so long much. because since we had won anything and, been and to they a bowl were and, yeah. I mean, it only been three years since we've been to a bowl, but man, you just felt something different for the first was, time ever. Yeah. You just felt a change. Oh yeah. And that was the uh, that was the true that was a legit blue collar football team. Twenty ten was the that was oh, yeah. the uh, Gator Bowl Michigan win, yep. right? Yep. Chris, I Ralph. went to that's the only it's the only bowl game I've ever been to. Chris Ralph at quarterback, oh. yeah. Chris Ralph is one of the top. I mean, he's got to be dude. Three and zero in the Egg Bowl. He's a two star out of Montgomery, Alabama, and he comes to Mississippi State and has. Two winning seasons and three straight egg bowl wins. I mean, that's that's awesome. And two and two bowl victories. That's awesome. Chris, the man, the, the, the man won in Florida on thirty with thirty two passing yards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing that I always appreciated about Chris Ralph is every time he ran the ball, and I may I, I know I'm wrong on this, but it seems like he never got negative yardage. Oh, no, he was like always falling for it. Every single oh, dude, time he was, he was going to make it as he started, back to the line. As soon as he got the ball, he was already moving forward. Yeah. And like, every time, he never got stood up or anything that I can remember. Like, he was always – he always fell forward for extra yardage. Dude, you couldn't stand him up. He was too freaking big. Oh, yeah, dude was huge. Huge. 
Chris Ralph's a good one. Mine, you already know what my answer is. Booby D, son. Booby D. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. The highlight just, of his career is that interview after that's just fun, 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 fun. There is grinding for my, grinding for my state. Find um, you, I'm, I'm grinding. The boys grinding. We're trying to get back to that bowl game. Find you someone who loves you the way Booby D loves Mississippi State. That's yes. all I'm saying. Yes. Love it. Love me some Booby D, man. We had the same birthday, too. So there's that. Congratulations. Yep. All right. Next one. Favorite football game that was not an egg bowl or the 2014 Auburn game? Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn on this with this. 2007 Alabama, without question, no hesitation. Anthony Johnson runs it back, but John Parker Wilson interception back right before halftime. They were about to put the nail in the coffin going into halftime. They were up uh, nine to three. John Parker Wilson throws it into the end zone as time expires, and Anthony Johnson. Returns it for a touchdown. I think it was like 106 yards. Yes, something like that. And that stadium went nuts. It was awesome. And that was the old stadium before the north end zone enclosure. And oh yeah, to this day, 2014 Auburn, uh, 2013 Egg Bowl. To this day, that is the loudest I have ever heard that stadium. It was wild. Oh. It was wild. Oh God! What you got, Lounge? I I got two. They're the same year. It, I'm thinking about it was in 2000. Yeah, there was that game against Florida where we stormed the field, and they were number three team in the country or number two team in the country, and we we ended up losing my buddy in the mayhem on the field. And he was like a little ten year old kid, or it would have been the snowball. So those are those are. I, if I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna the snowball just because of the atmosphere. Yeah, and it, you couldn't see us worth a damn. That was a cool. That's a cool game. I mean, it's it's a classic. We that's were down, game. and then like we were about, we were like down like two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And we come back and win. That block, I blocked extra point, take for two in overtime. And then, but yeah, that, those, I remember we beat Alabama by like 30 points that year, too. Mm-hmm. That was, man, 2000 was a fun time outside of us debacle in a couple of games we should have won. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. that snowball game, I mean, the game was awesome. Those all white unis and that snow yeah, in Shreveport. Snow. Oh man, they look good. Who was it that was telling us? Was it, I don't remember if it was one of our friends, Jesse, or if it was somebody else I know that was telling me they went to that game and wore flip flops because they didn't realize it was supposed to be a, a like a blizzard coming through. I have not heard that. Uh, yeah, one of my friends was telling me about this. They like wore flip flops to it, and Ooh. it was not good. Man. What were another good choice? Was it does it had to be a game you attended or just watched? No, just in just in general. Man, I don't know that. that I would come prefer, back get, that, that. I would. That, I would come prefer back, that it that be during back. your life. Not not. Well, don't say eighty one Alabama. I was not there to see us beat the bear. <laughs> Me neither. Um. It had to be that twenty-eight to three comeback against Auburn a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, that was a that was a fun one. I remember my Auburn buddy. We were at Top Golf, and we took the lead. He just dropped a GD, and the whole <laughs> bar looked over. I was like, I do not know this man, and I kind of I literally stepped away a few feet, like disassociating. I said, I told him, I said, Jonathan, I've been there, buddy. I've been there many a times. I know that feeling. Oh, worst oh, now if he had to ask us what's the worst game I've ever watched. He I may get two, to I, that. He may get to that. 
No, no, we're only doing favorites. We're not. Oh, okay, we're, okay. We're pos- only positive vibes today. Okay, well, here oh. goes Lounge with his normal negativity. Yeah, I swear. So negative, Lounge. Yeah, well, you are the what the co- company you keep. <laughs> so. You're going to say it? What, go what's ahead. the worst oh, game? Right, right, right. Come on. I thought you were going to move on. Uh, no, so, you've yeah. already teased it now. we gotta, we got to hear it. With, with not including the 17 game against Bama, the 09 LSU game. Oh, that was brutal. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. Don't like that. It was brutal, but you also right. felt you also felt something like we're close, man. We're close. The 2010 Auburn game also. That is, if I was going to pick we dropped one that six. probably pissed me off the most, 2010 Auburn. Yep. But my, there's no we should have we should have beat them. My favorite outside Man, of an catch- egg bowl or 2014 Auburn is actually that Gator Bowl, the uh, 2010 or I guess it was 2010-2011 Gator Bowl, the Michigan game, because we came into that and nobody gave us a snowball's chance in hell against Michigan, and we just laid the wood to them. The the best thing about that game too was. You know, we had that home-and-home series against West Virginia in 06 and 07. Yeah. And they just beat the dog shit out of us both years. And then when we beat Michigan in 20 – When we beat Michigan January 1st, 2011, we got Rich Rod fired from Michigan for those two wins he got against us in West Virginia. I forgot about that. Well, a drastic upgrade in coach will do that for a program. But – like he'll adjust because he kind of knows that system. God, but then again, that is Steve Slate and Pat White from West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, they were phenomenal. It always seemed like when we were scheduling those home and home series, like we had, uh, we had like the Larry West Virginia Templeton series was like railing a line of coke before he did it or something. Well, and it it never worked out in our favor because like we we picked up West Virginia, which you know. Any other point in history, it's like, okay, that ought to be a good series. But we picked them up in their two best years ever. Yeah. The next two years, 08 and 09, we picked up Georgia Tech. Two of the best years they've ever had. Like, what the hell? Everybody gets really good when they get put on our schedule. They don't. Well, because Larry Larry Tilton is the worst athletic director this program has ever had. And he was there way too long. But, yeah. All right, the next one. Favorite baseball player, not named Rafael Palmero or Will Clark. Well, you can leave that to Jesse. Is it, I don't know if it's you or Lounge, whichever. If y'all just all right, I, I guess I'll, I think you I think might it's Lounge. yourselves. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go with the local guy from my hometown, Paul Mahalo. Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. I could easily say Papa Bond and all of them, but uh, my favorite as a kid was Matthew Maniscalco. Oh, that's a good one. Old school. Well, I say old school, you know, but I say he played twenty, he played 20 years ago. Play. Yeah. Uh, favorite now probably. I mean, Landon Sims. Yeah, I've never enjoyed watching somebody pitch as much as I enjoyed watching him pitch. Oh, so we're kind of doing like a in the past and kind of more recent. Players. I don't know. I just I just picked just, two. I yeah. couldn't decide. One, but it does feel different because Matthew Maniscalco was my favorite when I was going to state games with my dad when I was a kid. I mean, that's that's who I liked. And then as an adult, when I actually understood everything about baseball, Landon Sims is just man. He's so much fun to watch. Oh yeah. He actually he actually liked my tweet uh, last spring when he was warming up for the yeah. D backs. He was throwing, it put a little video on Twitter of uh, him throwing the ball full speed, and I just commented on it and said, "I miss you" with the smiling face, with the tear coming down, and he and he liked it. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Man, if I'm going to have to pick, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Were you going to say an old uh, I, or a, new a, new, a more recent one? Man, Wes Ray. Man, that was the most Mississippi State baseball player ever. Dude, you stole mine. <laughs> yep. Because mine was absolutely going to be Wes. I'm Wes I mean, Ray from Gulfport, Mississippi. Who doesn't love Wes Ray? Mine was going to be Wes, and then if I had to pick an older one, it was going to be uh, Travis Chapman from back in the late 90s. The old way, way back in yesteryear. Yeah. Yeah. I liked uh I liked watching him play. That was cool. Oh I'm surprised man. That nobody said Jake Mangum or Tanner Allen. I mean that's that's the easy that's the that's the yeah. of truth. Deep tracks only. Yeah, I mean Jake Mangum I mean he's he's a fan. I mean it's kinda like the Dak Prescott, you yeah. know. I mean I mean I could have put I could have easily put not named Raffy Will or or Jake in there. You know? Elijah Magnum is oh, a good John, one too, though. It wasn't a John Knott. Elijah Magnum is a really. Oh, they had the best walk-up song. Who I don't did? remember John Knott. Yeah. And then huh. knock him out, John. Oh yeah. This was back in the day when there were cedar trees in center field and life was more simple. Oh, trust me, don't tell people in the hard lounds. They 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 miss the old duty, old duty noble. It was a simpler time. A better time. It was. Time. Uh, so more ways than one. All right, along those same lines, your favorite baseball game. That was not in 2021. I don't know. Uh, it may have been a bad year, but us coming from a nine point nine run this on a Sunday in Baton Rouge to win a series at LSU while I was there, that was sure as hell fun to shut them the hell up. <laughs> it's up there. If not, if it's not not that. That Saturday when we had fifteen thousand, the old dude, and we were down four, and came back and beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss, that's mine. That was twenty thirteen, I believe. It was. Yeah. No, that's, it was, was twenty. Or it was twenty fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's mine because that um, was a madhouse that day. Unfortunately, we lost the series, and yeah, well, I forgot what it's like losing to those guys. Well, that's yeah. the last series we lost, so. Fifteen, uh, go to hell, on Miss. So, because fifteen, we were god awful. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Uh, I think my favorite baseball probably twenty nineteen against Stanford game two in the supers, just because I was there and when Magnamy hit that home run, even though it wasn't a walk off, mm -hmm. really wasn't anything you know, game deciding or anything. We already pretty much had the game wrapped up. That atmosphere was electric. Man, I, it's it's tough to beat any of that walk-off against Florida State. That's what I was going to say. That's honorable mention for me. Are the two games against – are the two games against Vanderbilt and Super Regional that next weekend, yeah. which yep. I, I about died of a heart attack. <laughs> That was the – I think that was – that super against Vandy was probably the best super regional in NCAA history. It was – it sure as hell was the most stressful. I mean, literally – We walked it off Friday. They walked it off Saturday. I mean, and they went to, dude, it doesn't get extra, any better than that. There was like extra innings in the – or it was – it was like a one-run game into the ninth or something like that. So, it was, it was stressful. It had to be the best – the best super regional ever. If not, it has a legit case. So. That's a good point. Next up. Next up, favorite basketball player. And I'm not going to put a caveat on this one because I know the three of us don't follow basketball quite as closely as we follow football and baseball. So, we'll go with favorite basketball player. All right. I think it's your turn, Jesse. Winston Frazier. Great pick. That was when we were 
we were I mean, we were so good in basketball, dude. Oh, I was like yeah. 13. I was 13 years old. Uh, I was starting to get a little bit of freedom. And I used to go to the basketball. My mom would, like, drop me and my friends off at the basketball games and come pick us up. Oh, dude. It was awesome. And it was one of the few times that you ever went to a Mississippi State sporting event where you just felt like we're going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it used to be with basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's mine. Winston Frazier, Shane Power as a uh, as as number two. That's my that's that's probably mine. Mine is probably Shane Power or Timmy Bowers. Dude. Timmy Bowers, yeah, no, you no. gotta love Timmy Bowers too. God damn it! Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Lad. Whoa, dude! Whoa, dude. Timmy Bowers could ball. Shane Power, that white boy could ball too. Oh yeah. Now the greatest game. Well, there's two of them. Well, I, go I ahead. That's a, that was my that was my next question. Go ahead. When we won the SEC championship in Tuscaloosa with Timmy Bowers, or when we came back, when we were literally down twenty-one to two against Kentucky. If y'all remember that, I'm sure if y'all remember Dang. that. I had Mario Austin and them, Derek Zimmerman. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm about to say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Derek Zimmerman as one of my favorite players because I don't think people really talk about him as much in the history of Mr. State basketball as like like Timmy Bowers and Shane Power. I mean he was he was damn good. Jesse, you got a favorite basketball game? That's that's a tough one because there's yeah, there's so many damn basketball games. It's tough to pick. I've got one yes. in mind, and it was the uh, I want to say 2007 against Ole Miss at the Hump, and I say 2007, maybe 2004, 2004, or 2007. I can't remember the year. Anyway, Shane Power was still playing, so it might not have been 2007. I think he was gone. Yeah, now nah, he was gone by then. So it had to be – it was probably 04. Um, it was uh, State and Ole Miss, and we we beat them that game. But Shane Power got the, uh, got the ball out on the right wing, drove the baseline, and dunked it. And I thought that the building was going to fall down. I mean – how often do you see a white guy dunk it? That's it was incredible. Yeah, that'll get that'll get the bench fired up right there, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think the most memorable game of mine was when uh, Bernardo broke the NCAA record for most block shots. Yeah, I was sitting behind the the glass when it happened. And I remember the place just being – and it was against Alabama, and it was a close game, yeah. and we ended up winning the game. Uh, the student section had, like, a counter for every time he swatted, and then he ended up getting – he ended up breaking the record in that game. I just happened to be there. Bernardo, that was pretty cool. Also, also a great pick for favorite yeah. basketball yep. player. And nobody mentioned Lawrence Roberts. I, he was on my list, but Timmy Bowers just kind of edged him out a little bit. Any Bernardo Sydney? No, I don't think any state fan would pick Bernardo Sydney. And if they did, either they're being a smart ass or they've never watched Mississippi State basketball. Why would you even say some shit like that? Why? Don't. Don't. That. I uh, don't get me started. And be like, you know what grinds my gears? Me, me with me with Renardo Sydney is like Jesse with people who don't think that Ron Polk's the greatest baseball coach in Mississippi State history. Yeah, I get equally as fired up. McDonald's All American, and it looked like he won a lifetime supply of McDonald's Big Macs and ate them <laughs> the year before he got to campus. Uh, <laughs> just an absolute cancer of a player. Oh yeah, a waste of talent, man. Let's get back on the on the on the live positive side. train. Positive, positive vibes only. Uh I'll kind of make this one a, a two part or maybe a, a combination. Uh favorite MSU logo or uniform. 
Well, I think that's two totally separate. Okay. Things. We'll do both. Logo Damn, and no. uniform. Logo's tough, dude. Mm-hmm. We got some good ones and we got some bad ones. Listen. Is it your turn? It's your turn. All right. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the 85 Maroon baseball jerseys. And then the M over S. They even looked good on the football helmets that one game. They did. Now, or that or the, I, I like the. I like the M over S, or I like the walking bully. One of the two. See, the walking bully just doesn't get me going like it does everybody I else. I love the walking bully, do. dude. I love it so much. Mine's mine's either going to be the walking bully, the 85 Mississippi State, or the script state. So, or the M over S. It's just tough, man. Baseball uniforms. Oh, well, they're our best logos. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not picking that freaking stupid uh, new banner M with the bulldog standing over it. Oh no, no, no. Mine is actually—I don't know if y'all can see. It's kind of hard to see on my hat. Mine is actually this logo. You're not holding it up to the uh, camera, so that would help. okay. Mine okay. is mine is the M, the old school block M with the circle with the bulldog, the old school bulldog in the middle of it. I do like that logo too. I've got a flag in the backyard with that logo. On. Yep, that's my favorite logo that we've had. Although I don't think it's been on uniforms or anything, but as far as like an athletic logo, that's one of my favorite ones. My favorite uniform, and this is a little, this is a little oddball, man. But in twenty, uh, I forget the year. It might have been twenty fifteen or sixteen. Uh, for Military Appreciation Day, we wore black uniforms with silver lettering and the silver flag kind of fade out on the shoulders. That was 16 against Texas A&M. Yes. I hated that uniform. Did you really? Yeah, you know why? Because it was a day game and we were wearing black. Because <laughs> Adidas, Adidas made the exact same uniform for Louisville. Except it said Louisville on the front and not Mississippi State. It was two AT, the exact same uniform. Yeah, but I mean that's just Adidas doing Adidas stuff. Yeah, and I thought it was an ugly uniform. So. Yeah, that's fair. I liked it though, but I mean, you know, different stripes. My favorite uniform of all time, either the '85 baseball V-neck with the Mississippi State, or I love the uh, the '90s Miss State football uniforms. Oh yeah, the maroon tops and the as uh, Jack Crystal would say on the radio, the white trousers. White trousers with the maroon striping down the leg, with the interlocking MSU helmet. Yeah, classic. classic. Lounge. Oh, he's got it. What you gave your. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it 85 Marine baseball jerseys. This is just putting you on the spot again. Oh, my bad. Either way. All right. All right. Last one. Your favorite MSU moment. Can be any sport, any circumstances. Favorite MSU moment that you have that you have actively been a part of. 2014 against Auburn. No, so, with, without a doubt, no question. I'm in the junction at 6.30 in the morning, morning eating Hoover's Donuts and Salsa Trolls and drinking Bud Light and getting ready for game day. Uh, and we became number one in the country. I cried after that game. I, I'm a man. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I think we all cried after that game, and we were, like, at the tailgate going – we were like Ricky Bobby, like, I don't know what to do with my – I think I told you that. I was like – I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Ring that cowbell, baby. <laughs> I mean, just that, yeah, the atmosphere around there was nuts. I, 
I've got to go the same. I, I hate to I hate to double up on it. No, but, it's the anybody that was there that day. That's their favorite moment. The fact uh, that I don't know. Besides winning a baseball national championship, if I if I mean yeah, well, yeah. That, that was amazing. Obviously, and after obviously. the base, I mean we didn't go to. And I wasn't it. I wasn't there for that. Yeah, so. no, we didn't go to it. But I mean, afterwards we rode through the district and went up to the stadium and took pictures and all this stuff and. We were riding around in the back of my truck with the flag and all that. I mean, it was great. And it's still – there was something about that 2014 Auburn game, the fact that close – like, you know, around, around halftime when it just came the absolute torrential downpour. I mean, just more rain than I've ever seen fall on one spot in my life. And not a single – person left their seat oh no everybody was just out there getting drenched having a ball it was oh dude i was welcoming the rain because i was sweating profusely oh it was so damn by the time (laughs) kickoff happened i had been drinking beer for eight hours yeah i was sweating and dehydrated i welcomed the rain so lounge what you got yeah oh i was like when you're I mean, I didn't go in the stadium that that Auburn game. I was out in the junction somewhere. I don't recall a lot that day. <laughs> uh, I mean, one that I can actually remember. I, I know again has to be the snow, has to be the snowball because I mean, how often do you get to play in like a couple foot feet of snow for a bowl game like? I mean, it's just pure entertainment. I mean, people were throwing snowballs at each other in the stadium. One guy threw one from twenty uh, right behind me, twenty rows down, and pegged a person in the head. I mean, outside of yeah, outside of the Auburn that one, it'd be the snowball. This is fun. This is fun. Fun, fun, fun. All right, well, I gotta say, I think. Six the sixteen thousand this past year when we walked off Ole Miss. Yeah, and I got I got pegged in the head by a beer can. Dak Prescott threw up in the air, <laughs> and they said he doesn't have aim. I know, right? He was aiming right for that dome. Here, I mean, how could you miss that head though? You can't miss it. Well, it, it it needed a little help from God, and so that wind <laughs> caught it and just blew it about three lounges over, and boom! Oh, Lord. Thankfully, it was half empty by the time it got to me. Jeez. He wouldn't sign. He wouldn't sign it out so I couldn't get any money. Oh man, come on! You you bean somebody in the head. That's a bad look. You bean somebody in the head. You gotta you gotta at least throw an autograph on there. No, something about legal issues. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Then he'd be taking responsibility for it or something. I don't know. Well, that's all the positivity I got for you. We've had a that's that's kind of a that's about the best we're going to get out of you in the next two years. Yeah, probably so. That's that's as positive as I'm going to get. That's it. Um, and the positivity's over with because now it's time for the last Josh, part of the show. Josh, I got to tell you that was a fun episode, dude. That was I'm fun. Not- we didn't get we didn't get an argument about anything. That was fun. See what happens when see what happens when you bring some positivity. Man. I know. Isn't it great? You did a good job, host. Jesse's trying to delay the inevitable now. I'll bring it on. I'm ready to bitch and moan. He's 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 trying to delay the inevitable. Because now it's it's time. It's the last segment of the show. It's time for the airing of grievances. Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. All right. It's time for the airing of grievances. We got problems. You're still going to hear about them. Lounge, you got a problem with this week. Well, I found out very er early. I found out Saturday these new freshmen can't drive worth a damn. They have moved in on campus. One about T-bone me and 
Another one about ran into my the my hitch. They were about going to take the worst of that that front right there. I'm just going to say these kids need to go back to defensive driving school. Uh, the, the locals are restless. So what you're saying is don't take my wife and son out on our golf cart riding the roads. We'll let the freshmen get a little more experience. Hell no. Well, in your neck of the woods, Jesse, I think you're safe. I'd stick to the neighborhood. Yeah. We ventured out <laughs> We ventured out last week now. We went all around campus and downtown last week. Well, well they were in they moved in Saturday, so now now's not the time to go. Give them give them a little time to acclimate. About to say, again, the locals are restless. Jesse, what you got? Conference realignment. Not happy about it. I'm sick and tired of all this damn conference realignment. All of these guys who keep saying, talking about the kids getting paid to play and all that are the same ones who are jumping ship and and leaving tradition, leaving rivalries, leaving other teams in their conference left to fend for themselves, are doing it for the exact same reason. They're doing it for money. That's the only reason. And it's going to end up really, really hurting college football. Regional rivalries are a thing of the past outside of the Southeast. Yeah. The SEC and the Sunbelt Conference have done a real – and I, and I got to give credit to the Sunbelt Conference. They've done a great job bringing in teams that even strengthen that, that regional rivalry. Uh, Big Ten has four teams on the West Coast now. Oh, my God. The Atlantic Coast Conference may be about to add Cal and Stanford. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. The Big 12's done a pretty good job with what they've what they've been able to do. You know, there for a, there for a little bit, it was who's going to survive the Big 12 or the Pac-12. You know, there are four teams left in the Pac-12. Four. How do you even – I mean – how do you even have a, a conference in a season like that with a conference like that? Well, I mean, they won't. They won't. After this year, though, after this season, it will be uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal. That's the only teams left. Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State have all deflected to the Big 12. Uh, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC all going to the Big 10. I mean, and you can't blame Colorado and – and Arizona and Arizona State and Utah, I mean, they're just, you know, they're they're at a point when the other schools went to the Big Ten, they're at a point where they don't have a choice. So it's really uh, – I mean, it's probably going to end up like we like was talked about a couple of years ago, that at some point it's basically going to end up being four mega conferences. I mean – Don't think don't think of that ACC survives. I don't think – I, think I, don't the, even think. I, think, I think the ACC will survive – uh, because I don't know who's going to take who. I mean, who's going to take Clemson and Florida State and Miami? That's the only, you know, big uh, name SEC. football teams they have. SEC's SEC not going to take them. It doesn't really add anything. It doesn't really add anything to the Where's SEC. It? Not Where's really. It? Not really. Are you kidding me? What does that add to the SEC? It doesn't give us a new market. We're already got a team in South Carolina. It doesn't give us any new market. It doesn't. It doesn't get us. It doesn't really. It gets us a small university in South Carolina. That I mean, you get yeah, down they, like you. Let's say you take Miami, uh, Florida State. You catch more of that South Florida market, like with Miami, with Florida State. It's Clemson. That's more because you solid athletic program. Football, baseball is pretty good. I mean. Unless you now you could go get North Carolina. That that I mean that that would be a good addition I think, but I just don't think the SEC is going to expand outside of sixteen. Not right now. It's going to be a while before they expand again. Oh, there are no there no there are no rush. Everybody else is collecting teams because it's a counteract move to 
that's the SEC. So no, it's just going to be a land rush now. It's the SEC is only they're only going to add teams that add value to the conference, and I don't see how Miami adds any value to the conference. Uh, I don't see Clemson. I mean, I see how Clemson could add another strong athletic department, but other than that, it doesn't really add anything to the conference. I, it's I not know. going to give us enough money to boost that TV revenue enough to give every team more money. Yeah. But if you go get North, say you go get North Carolina, you got to go. I'd rather you go get Duke instead of NC State. No, see, I don't. I'd, I'd rather have NC State. Yeah. I agree. Now, the SEC's GPA probably needs Duke instead, but. <laughs> How about to say, Vandy can only pull so much weight. Well, they're, they're doing their best, guys. They're doing their best. A for effort. Oh, man. But, I, yeah, I, the realignment stuff, man, it just, it just kills me, dude. We're not going to have an Apple Cup anymore, Washington and Wazoo. We're not going to have the Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State. I mean – it just sucks. Wow. Although, the one good thing that has come of it, the one good thing I can find that has come of it, the Holy War will now be a conference game. That's Utah and BYU. Those campuses are like 20 miles apart, and now it's a conference game. That's a good one. And they wow. hate each other. Wow. The Holy War. That's a good rivalry. And I, I'm about to say, I think now it's going to, I think we're going to eventually get back to having more, even more big time non conference games or more big time, but depending, SEC is no rush either to go to nine conference games. But like, you're starting, you're going to get more, cut out these like FCS opponents or whatever and start getting more frequently. Like a Alabama, Ohio State, or see that's not gonna that's not gonna happen because what they're gonna do is they're gonna keep the SES opponents and out of state. I mean the, the out of conference games. They're gonna be nine conference games, but it's gonna we're gonna end up getting rid of the Power Five non conference games. So like these Arizona games, Arizona State game coming up, Kansas State in the past, those games are gone. We don't we're not gonna play those anymore, but we're still gonna play. Alcorn State. I mean, because yeah. we, we need – we're going to get that W. We're going to pay for that we W. We need Alcorn State. And those FCS schools depend – those FCS schools depend on that income for yeah. their athletic budget. Well, Playing that one them. game against an SEC team gives them more money than their conference divvies up for it with TV or anything the whole year. I mean, they, they depend on that money. You end up in a situation like Maine, where they get paid that. Right. here and kick our ass. Hey, or that. Hey. I highly, I, I wouldn't call a nine to seven win an ass kicking. Okay, let's pump the brakes on that. And when, get beat, when you get beat by a D two school or D three or whatever the hell they are, it's an ass whooping. It could be one point on a. It doesn't matter. Fifty yard field goal. If you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. Uh, maybe maybe area, next episode we should talk about the real conference realignment stuff. Oh, we will. And we're it also fascinates gonna, me. We're also gonna uh, here in a here in the next probably couple of weeks we're gonna do twenty twenty four talk about the twenty twenty four schedule. Um, but that's for a future episode. And and we're gonna have Jared Wildman on at some point. Yes. Uh, before we get out of here, my airing of grievances. Uh, I am. I have a problem with COVID because it's making a comeback again. Uh, and it's causing me to, uh, not me, but my wife was sick. So it caused us to miss out on going to Jesse's birthday party last week. So happy late birthday to Jesse Young. Thank you, sir. Oh, 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 I see. You're getting old happy as birthday, hell. birthday, old man. I'm 33. I'm not that old. Keep in mind, you always make fun of how old I am. You're only three oh. years younger than me. I'll never First catch up to you. I, I get, mm. Now I got another what grind. Jokes on, unless I die, jokes on you. <laughs> Where was my invitation, Mr. Young? I didn't plan my birthday party. You can take that up with my wife. Oh, uh, well. 
Text well, her and cuss well, her out. I'll let you do that. You're kind of I'm like me cu- lounge. I'm not cussing her out. I got to so sleep much. next to her. Do what, Josh? I said, you're kind of like me. You're out of town so much. Who knows? Not really, no. Oh, I, I mean, I, I'm close by. But just give me a shout. Hey, speaking of, we need to get another uh, Prisoners of the Moment uh, cookout going very soon. And we're going to do that. I guess we're football season's right it. around the corner. So We're also going to do, at some point, a live stream, and at some point – we're gonna uh, we're gonna have Jared Wildman on here, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Jared, only thing I tell you, don't come on here talking any bullshit about Ron Polk now, because I'll give your ass the business just like I do Lounge Dog. Um, yeah, we just we just keep telling Jesse the truth. I mean, you watch your mouth. You shut your mouth when you're talking we're to me. Done. We're done. No, you're we're done. Not. You're done. No, you're both I'm done. not done putting both of y'all in timeout that's it that's all the time that is literally all the time we got for this we're done <laughs> all right guys all right. We'll, try, we'll try we'll try better next time i don't know what to tell you i'm about to say it was a good episode that was good i enjoyed that all right well we'll get we're getting out of here we're getting out of here for tonight guys thank y'all for listening This has been Prisoners of the Moment Podcast. For Lounge Dog and Jesse Young, I'm Josh Watson. We will see you next time.